Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. podcast how you guys like that new intro here new year new me baby this is the locked on lease podcast your one-stop shop for all things leafs i'm your host mike DiStefano from tsn 1050 toronto radio also known as al's brother on tsn's overdrive you can hit me up on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow the show as well at locked on leaves and if you like what you hear today please consider subscribing to the podcast leave a rating and review as well Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Ladies and gents, I am fired up. Today, the NHL training camps are officially underway. All 31, no longer just the seven that didn't make the playoffs. All 31 teams, including your Toronto Maple Leafs, are back on the ice today, and we have so much to talk about. If you uh, if you saw on Twitter, I, I, I tweeted out uh, the Leafs PR sent out the lines that were going through at practice today, and there were a couple of really interesting really interesting takeaways, I guess, uh, from that one tweet, and that'll probably make up a good portion of our podcast. We're going to take away, go ahead and look at the takeaways of the forward lines, the defense, and then obviously talk about the goaltending as well. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting new look top six that nobody saw coming. Uh, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get into these pretty more in depth in a little bit, but you know, Joe Thornton, as your number one left wing, I did not see that coming. We talked about it so much, how we weren't even sure if he was going to be a third-line center or a fourth-line center. I don't think anybody expected him to actually play in the top six. Like, this is a, a guy who's 41 years old, for Pete's sake. To expect him to go out and play top-line minutes is insane, but, I mean, they're going to give it a go, it looks like, which I am very much intrigued by. We'll see if it's going to work. Like I said, we'll break down these lines a little bit later in the show, but that that's probably the biggest takeaway that we had from these lines. Uh, Nick Robertson skating with the second team. You know, is this just for now, or, or is he actually on the outside looking in? And if that's the case, why the heck isn't he going to be on the ice tonight for the USA-Finland game at the World Juniors? Because I still am team said Nick Robertson, and if he's not going to be playing for the first few games of the season, it made absolutely zero sense to withhold him from that tournament. Yeah, you can look and say, "Hey, Kirby Doc got injured. You don't want to. You don't want to send him there and have him get hurt." I understand. There is always that uh, potential, but look, man, that's that's one player out of all these players that are out there playing. That's one guy, Nick Robertson. More than likely, would not have suffered a long-term injury and would have been fine. But anyways. We're going to drop that one because that's not quite what we're going to talk about today. Um, there's going to be a decent little battle for the taxi squad spot, so I might talk about some of the players that are going to be battling for those. Um, but really what, what I want to get into right now before we do break down these lines is I want to talk about kind of why it's so unfortunate that there's no preseason here for the Maple Leafs. Um, no preseason games at all, right? No, none at all. They just got straight, uh, you know, nine, ten games or ten days worth of training camp, and then boom. We're starting right up for the regular season. 
Right, we got we got the Montreal Canadiens coming up on January thirteenth, right down at Scotiabank Arena, uh, seven p.m. puck drop. You know they came out, they they announced all the start times as well that came out today. So we we are getting all this information so quick, and it just you know the new year just you know there's just so much so much going on. And by the way, happy new year because this is the first official show that we've done since the turn of the calendar. I hope that uh, twenty one brings a lot more good faith and good health and just plain overall much better than twenty twenty. I don't I, you know the fact that we all made it through twenty twenty. Um, is is an accomplishment of its own. So let's just take a moment and give everyone a good clap. And let's turn the page on 2020 because the 2021 NHL regular season is moments away. They're not moments away, but, you know, days away, right? We're... we're Nine days from today, as I record this here on the fourth, the the Monday, so it's gonna be quick. And just to get back to the point that I was making before, the fact that there's no preseason games, I think that that kind of hurts the Maple Leafs a little bit um, for a couple of reasons. One, you're not gonna be able to see what these new look lines um, are. Like, are they? How is the chemistry going to build? You know, when you're actually out there in game situations, it's one thing to be practicing. It's a whole other thing to be actually playing against other teams, right? Like, as much as you want to try and simulate game action in practice, it's not always going to be exactly how things are, right? We've seen it time and time again. I'll bring it up one more time for those who are somewhat newer to the podcast. And if you are, thank you for joining us here for this uh, next upcoming season. I'm really excited uh, for it. But, you know, last year we saw Ilya Mikheyev was was nominated, I guess, as the return-to-play practice time MVP when they all came back and had like a solid week of practice before heading out um, into the bubble and and starting on the return-to-play. And then what happened? Nothing. Feathers was in existence once game action actually started. So, you know, it's it's all fun to watch these guys in a blue-on-white scrimmage game, but it's not quite the same, and I think that's going to have an effect on this team with so many new faces, right? You've got Joe Thornton, Jimmy VC, uh, you know, he's a new new face. Barabanov, right? Wayne Simmons, you know, up front. Uh, is is Nick Robertson going to be able to make uh, make an impact without playing actual games to to earn a spot in the opening night lineup? You know, defensively, what's this defense pairing going to look like? Is Letton and Bogosian going to work? Is Riley Brody going to work? We won't actually know until these games for real start, and that's when games matter so you don't get to actually test out anything and try and see if chemistry is there or get a look at how these guys are going to play in in-game situations so you know it's it's going to be a feeling out process early on um, these lines that we see here today on day one of camp yeah we're going to take a look at them and overanalyze them because that's exactly what we do here at Leafs Nation we overanalyze everything um, right from the lineups from day one of camp you know is this just because it's day one I don't know is is this what's going to be going forward who knows only Sheldon Keefe knows but he did say a couple of interesting things things, which we'll get to in a, in a moment. But, um, yeah, just the fact that there's no preseason games, I think, is really going to be uh, kind of bothersome. A, we won't be able to get a look at some of these new players and how they look. And, you know, like Thornton alongside Matthews and Marner, is that going to work? We just don't know, and we're not going to get an opportunity to see it until the games start, and, and they're going to count right away. So is there going to be a long leash for this stuff, or is is he going to go back to – Kind of what uh, what we all see 
or kind of back to to what worked before, and maybe Hyman ends up back on that line with those guys because he knows that it works, and they don't have much time to iron out some some wrinkles here, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how all this stuff works out. Um, ultimately, I'm excited for it, though. Hockey is right around the corner, guys. It is so exciting. Uh, and let's get into some of these lineups and, and really break down what these day one lineups look like uh, that are coming out of camp. So we will do that in just a moment. First, let me tell you guys all about one of today's show sponsors, and that's betonline.ag. I know we're all hockey fans here at the Locked On Lease podcast, but are we ready for some football? You got college football heading to the natty, and then there are some big matchups this weekend. Also in the NFL, the playoff picture and the playoffs are finally here, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You put in $50 and receive $70. $5 at betonline.ag. You talk about some of the games coming up this weekend in the playoffs. You got the Browns and you got the Steelers, the Colts and the Bills. There's a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. There's even some over-unders starting to peek out in the NHL and some futures bets as well that you can go ahead and lay down some money and try and win some of your own but don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook expert Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast as we continue our daily coverage here of the Toronto Maple Leafs, your team, every day right here on the Locked On Lease podcast. But hey, if you are a better, 2020 is mercifully over and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, go and listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter. And make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Bets whenever you get your podcast. And you better believe that we'll be talking about some betting uh, information and, and, and some betting overs and unders that you can go ahead and bet on at Bet. BetOnline.ag. Uh, and just a reminder, get that 50% welcome bonus using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. But let's get into what we are going to be talking about today, and that's the forward lines here on day one of training camp. And kind of shockwaves went through um, <laughs> went through the, the, the media room, the media scrum. I guess it's a, kind of a virtual scrum, I suppose. Not legitimate scrums anymore since it's all done via Zoom calls. But, you know, online, social media, all that. When Sheldon Keefe, kind of unprovoked, came out and said, yeah, Thornton's going to be starting up on a line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And, I, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, he's What? I'm sorry? A top line minutes for Joe Thornton? You're taking you're taking off Zach Hyman from that that line? Like it just it's worked so well. Why? Um and I thought it was super interesting and uh, he was on overdrive today and I heard him talking about it and you know, he's got Joe Thornton coming in and he I guess they had a conversation uh back when he before he even signed here and he said, Hey, look, we're not looking for you to just to come in to be a, a fourth line guy who's trying to be a locker room presence. We actually think you could be a piece of the puzzle for this upcoming season, and we're gonna treat you like it. You're not, you know, you're a future Hall of Famer, hundred percent, 
but you're also going to be a big part of this team. We think you can be. Are you up for the challenge? Apparently, he he is ready, and he has answered the bell because day one of camp, he's starting out on the first line left wing spot with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I'm just not like like I had a few questions about this. Uh, you know, like, how's this going to work? Because what we've seen, and I'll go through the pros and the cons. Um, we'll start with the cons first, because what we've seen is in the past, uh, you know, in order for Matthews and Marner to be as successful as they possibly can is usually on their line. They have a puck retriever, right? And, and that's usually been Zach Hyman for both of those players. Um, whether it was Hyman on a line with Tavares and Marner or Hyman on a line with Matthews and Nylander, that puck retrieval uh, process has been really important for this for for those guys and those lineups to really succeed, and I'm just not sure who's going to retrieve the puck out of those three. Like, is Marner going to go into the corners? I don't know. He he's talked about how he wants to play a more physical game, so maybe that's going to be something that he's going to add to uh, to his repertoire. But you know, I don't really see Marner going out and and battling in the corners with guys like Shea Weber and Nate Schmidt trying to retrieve pucks. I, I don't know how many of those one on one board battles he's really going to win. Austin Matthews, yeah, he can win those, but he's the guy who you want to get the puck to to make sure that he's out in front of the net, you know, or out in in, in you know in his workspace out by the dots to fire off a shot when you retrieve the puck. Um, and then that leaves kind of Joe Thornton. And at 41 years old, is he going to be a guy who's going to be able to race to to a puck and you know body himself and and you know play good uh, uh, positioning and, and end up retrieving the puck so he can get it out to Marner who can distribute it to Matthews? Like I, I don't know. That's that's my biggest worry is when they're in the offensive zone, who's going to go into the corners? And get the puck, right? Like, who is going to be the one to engage in those board battles? I I think they could all do it. I just, there's not somebody like a Hyman who you expect, you know, okay, he's the guy who's going to go out there and kind of do the dirty work. You don't expect for any of these guys to really be the the dirty work player, right? Like, these are your highly skilled scoring uh, forwards. You you just expect for them to to make the skill plays, I guess. Um, Not really the, the dirty, gritty ones, although big bodies like Matthews and Thornton are capable of doing it based on their size, uh, are they the guys you want to be doing it? That's that's my only question that I have here. Um, however, when you think about it, Thornton and Matthews and Marner, there are some benefits to this line. There, there certainly are some benefits because once they do have the puck, you know, once it's been retrieved, I guess, however they're going to do it, Man, watching those three guys with the skills and the soft hands that they possess, the hockey IQ of all three guys on that line, the way that they're going to be able to sling around that puck and and the way that Thornton is going to be able to to get Matthews into positions where he could just fire up one-timers, it's going to be masterful. It really is going to be, and, and I'm excited. Or, you know, Thornton go right to the front of the net and put that big body, that jumbo-sized body in front of the goaltender and just allow Ma- uh, Matthews to, to get off that that lethal wrister that he possesses and beat goaltenders with a massive jumbo size Thornton screening out in front. Like I can really see this line working, but is Thornton going to be able to keep it up on a 56 game plus playoff pace? That That's the only thing, right? Like 41 years old. We can't forget that um, in a vacuum, you know, on a, on one night, I guess like a do or die game seven. Sure. It, it sounds good in theory, but I'll be curious to see what it looks like um, going forward. 
I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you want to check out. My favorite, cookies and cream. It is fantastic. But they also got caramel brownie, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp. And that goes along with the other 12 original flavors. And we already know how much I love myself, my peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, the Built Bar is healthy, folks. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the peanut butter bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you. These bars are healthy, they're delicious, they're amazing. You just got to go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, take a look at line number two. It's really interesting because here we've got Jimmy VC getting a second line left wing spot alongside Tavares and Willie Nylander. So, again, surprised here by the line juggling. And Jimmy Vc, a, a guy who's coming in on a one-year prove-it deal. I think he's making, what, 925K? And getting an opportunity in the top six alongside two guys who are capable of putting up 60 points, right? In, or I guess in, in, a, in a regular year, 60 to 70 points, like Tavares and Nylander. Um, you'll have to kind of divide that by a 56-game season maybe they could both hit 50 I don't know who knows but regardless he he's been gifted a tremendous opportunity if he truly will be given a, a real good look here on the second uh on the second line here I, I thought personally that he was always destined to be on a on a line here with with Kerfoot because they had such great chemistry back in when they went to um when they went to Harvard but I apparently that's not going to be the case. They're going to uh, give him an opportunity up in the top six. And I mean, I think that this is a chance for him to to really reinvigorate his career if he can do it. We've seen Tavares and Nylander show some great chemistry. You had a big uh, power forward like Jimmy VC. He he could go in there and retrieve pucks. Like he's a big guy as well, and he could be that kind of play that Zach Hyman role, I suppose, with Tavares and Nylander. Get the puck out in front for those two guys to kind of work their magic. Um, so I, I think that that line has has some potential as well. But again, this is where we look. You say, man, the fact that there's no preseason games to actually judge these guys for your own two eyes. I understand uh, that that these coaches and stuff are going to be able to do it because you're going to see them every day in practice. But for media pundits such as myself, um, you know, and all the, the the local beat writers and and radio hosts out there in Toronto. We're not going to be able to really get a look at these guys until January 13th, and by then, maybe VC won't even be on this line, and and he'll prove that in practice that he's just not, uh, you know, capable of playing a top six role anymore. Or maybe he'll absolutely, you know, take this opportunity and run away with it and be a great addition to this top six. And that leads me to the third line, and what's so interesting about this third line is this is a real traditional checking line. This is uh, something that Sheldon Keefe is really excited about. He came out on Overdrive and talked about how excited he is for this third line, and it's a big reason why he ended up taking Hyman off of that top line and putting him down in a more of a checking role because it's with Ilya Mikheyev, Alex Kerfoot, and Zach Hyman. This was something, I believe, 
he he always wanted to try, um, and, and that's going to be a tough line to play against. Like we've seen, Mikheyev. Mikheyev's like a Hyman light. I mean, those two are very similar players. They're tough to play against. They really, you know, hard into the corners. They both have, you know, some skill that they possess. Um, and then you got a guy like Alex Kerfoot, pretty speedy cat, um, likes to play a bit of a two-way game himself. And if he can improve on on his, you know, face-offs, I think that this could be a real solid third, uh, you know, third line that most likely will will get some tough minutes in, in their own D zone, probably get a bunch of D zone starts. So I, I like um, I like the, the thought process of this. Obviously, I, I kind of wish that Hyman was still up in the lineup a little bit, a little more. But I mean, as a third line, that's that's tough to beat. And when you're talking about some of these teams and the depth that's you know possessed in the division with a lot of these Canadian teams, you're going to need to have a pretty good third down, uh, a third line, a shutdown line, if you will. And I think Mikheyev, Kerfoot, and Hyman could certainly do that. My my question, and this is me playing a little conspiracy theorist, um, you know, classic radio gas bag type comment, is Zach Hyman playing on the third line and being taken off of that top spot, top left wing spot with Matthews and Marner, is that a way of maybe an attempt to tank his stock for contract negotiations? Like, Hyman's going into a contract year, right? And if he was playing on a first line and producing and and really showing his value for what he could do as a top-line player for this team, he's going to have a lot of leverage. But if he's a third-liner, not putting up the points that maybe he put up a season ago, that would give the least a little bit more leverage, right? You know, yeah, you look at your numbers, you're only scoring at, you know... uh, uh, between 25 and 30 points during this 56-game regular season as opposed to maybe the 40 to 45 he would have on the top line. And they could use that to their advantage to try and negotiate a smaller uh, a smaller contract extension for Hyman. May that backfire and, and have him try and leave his UFA for a bigger role? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what how that ends up working out. I know he's a local kid. He loves playing here in Toronto. So perhaps he, he just wants to do whatever he can to help the team win. But at the end of the day, you know, these are short careers and they're going to want to they're going to want to make some money. But I'll be I again, this is just basic a little bit of a conspiracy theory that maybe that is a reason for why Hyman uh, is no longer on that top line and they're playing him in more of a checking role. Uh, and then you look at the fourth line that uh, was out there skating today on on day one. I can't stress this enough. This is just day one of training camp. These are certainly lines that could be moved around a little bit but as as of now after day one uh this is this is what was out there skating down at the ford performance center in where is it mississauga oakville one of those two but uh so the newcomer the russian alex barabanov given the left wing spot with wayne simmons on the right centered by jason spezza so i think this is something that we all expected to kind of look like uh certainly the, this fourth line i was i expected it to, to look somewhat similar to this whether you know thornton was involved in this fourth line maybe vc but i, I think this is something that that i could get behind i think barabanov is is someone who will be given a shot to show himself Again, the fact that there's no preseason games means that a, a guy like Barabanov coming over from 
Russia, who hasn't played a North American-style game. It might take him a little bit to, to figure things out, but they need to give him that opportunity, and they need to give him that experience and ice time to figure things out uh, if, if they want to. And, and look, he, he came over from the KHL. He had multiple suitors who were looking to acquire his services, and I'm, I'm you know, this, this obviously is hearsay and, and just what I believe, but... For him to choose the Leafs, they had to have said, "Look, you, you know, you're you're going to be solidified and guaranteed a spot in our lineup. You know, right? You're going to start in the NHL, not in the AHL, not on the taxi squad, but they'll give him a real look in the NHL. And because of that, you have guys like Engvall, guys like Nick Robertson, who are you know kind of relegated down to the second group, right? So th- that that's what we're looking at here uh, in the first little group we got with Barabanov, Spezza, and Simmons." As the fourth, uh, the uh, the fourth line here, I was going to get to our D pairings and goaltending, but we're already approaching up over twenty minutes here. So, uh, real quickly, I'll just go over what group. I'll just say the deal pairings, and then tomorrow I'll go in depth about them a little bit more. But looks like we've got uh, Morgan Riley, T.J. Brody, and then we've got Muzzin and Hall. Letton and Bogosian as the third pair, and that's probably the most interesting thing about it because Travis Dermott was not listed here as one of the top six defensemen, and that's probably the biggest thing that was that that I took away from uh, the day one of camp. So I'll, I'll get into that stuff tomorrow and talk about where I believe that puts Dermott going forward. But uh, obviously Anderson and Campbell, the goaltenders. And then group two, you had Robertson on the left uh, with Anderson on the right, Engvall centering that one, the Patan, Boyd, and Brazo, Agostino, Brooks, and Sabarin, Gaudette, Chartier as the extras, and then you got Marinchin, Lilligren, Rosen, Hollowell, and Kibu Halme and the back end, and then as expected, Aaron Dell and Michael Hutchinson, the uh, the third and fourth goaltender on the or in the depth chart. So uh yeah, we're we're gonna leave this right here today on the podcast. Tomorrow we'll get into it a little bit more with the defense and the goaltending, um, and we'll take a look at the depth as well. But today, that's where we're going to leave it. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. And hey, if you guys want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Uh, but until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.